Welcome to The Business Fondle, the bold business podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners hosted by Peter Serres, the professional babe. So why don't you pour yourself a drink and slip into something a little more comfortable and I'll get your business going. Hello hotties, you are in for a treat with today's episode as I present to you three concepts for you to take into the new year if you have goals to take your business bigger, be better, and most importantly, make some more money. Now, before I get into the thick of it, I have a wonderful self-paced offering that if you are after a tool to help you audit the year that has been and really be discerning about everything that you want to take into the year ahead, you are going to be obsessed with this. It is all of the tools that I use personally, that I use with my clients, And best of all, this offering is under 50 bucks. Oh yeah. And if you're international, our Australian dollar is so bad that you are going to get this for a steal of a price. It is the Who Are You Becoming bundle and you can see that at the bottom. So this offers the Who Are You Becoming mini class and you can see all of the details below. So I feel like every time I have a day or a week full of clients, I just always feel inspired. And I don't know about you if you work with clients, but you just feel that you have these like periods where you're just giving everyone the same advice or you're talking about the same concepts. And when I had looked at my week, there were three things that kept coming up that I know are going to serve you so well for the year ahead. And I want to teach them to you now. So I feel like now is the perfect time to work on the plan for the year ahead and just get really clear on what it is that you are going to create, who you are becoming in 2024. And most importantly, feeling like that everything that you dream about in your business is completely within your reach. So I'm hoping with today's three concepts that you will at least be able to grab onto one, feel like that this has been the tool or the teaching that you have needed, and you'll be able to implement it into your wonderful plan for next year. Okay. So the first thing is more of a concept and it's practical versus aspirational. And this is going to be perfect for people that feel like that they have some big boy offerings, but there's just something that's not really sticking when it comes to marketing, or you feel like that you're struggling with messaging it. And what you're trying to do is get people to see the practical side, the ROI side, how it's going to make their life better, what it's going to mean for them. And I've got a little bit of a different way to look at this. And it's practical versus aspirational and how making the marketing of some of your offers aspirational, I actually think is going to magnetize your dream customer to you and actually get people to pay attention. So what I mean by this is you'll often hear people talk about when they want to outsource things in their personal life. Let's just say a cleaner. People will talk about, oh, you know, why am I like cleaning my house? It's just easier for me to pay someone to do it. They always talk about the practicality of it. And I've even heard someone talk about this as like a private chef. They're like, oh, you know, I get a private chef. I get my meals made because it's really practical. I don't have to think. And they say it in this really like, it's almost like this chore. Like it still has this like housework energy where I know once I saw someone talk about having a private chef and they said it in such a way 
that it immediately evoked in me this response of, I need a private chef because that's the direction in life that I'm heading. And I feel like future me is the kind of person that would have a private chef. There was nothing fucking practical about it. It, even though I hate cooking, I don't like it at all. But there was just something about how when it was phrased to me, it really highlighted, I know the person that I want to become, and this is the kind of thing that they will have. And I want you to just take stock of some of your offers that you have within your business and ask yourself, are you making them so fucking practical? And maybe we just need to dial up the sexy factor and make them aspirational and ask yourself, what would it look like to actually market it from this angle? So we can look at it this way as well. If a company is marketing a Ferrari, they're not going to try to market that as a car that's going to get you to the supermarket. They're not going to talk about the practicality of it. They're not going to be marketing it the same as a car that's like a Corolla. They're going to be marketing it like, you know, who is the person that drives a Ferrari? They're going to be hyping them up and then they're going to be marketing to you being like, you're the person that wants this Ferrari. And even if you can't afford a Ferrari, you're going to be like, God damn, I want to do whatever I can to get this car because I love what that represents. I love the vibe. I love the feel. And fuck practical when you can have a Ferrari. So my question to you is, what are you trying to in your business make out to be a Corolla when really you actually would sell more and attract more of your clients if you were to approach it like it was a Ferrari. So this came up specifically with one of my clients. She's a wonderful photographer and she has these subscription packages. And when we were talking about it, I really said to her, I said, you know, I think what we could do with the marketing with this is rather than look at it like something really practical. I said, I feel that you are going to have business owners that see this and they immediately think, I want to have the kind of business and the kind of budget and be the kind of entrepreneur that has a monthly photo shoot or has a quarterly photo shoot. And they see that and they immediately, it just evokes something in them that they are like, I have to have it. So rather than trying to, you know, win people on practicality, maybe we just need to look at a different group of our audience, a different segment and market to them instead. The second concept. So we can head in the direction, but don't put pressure to do it in one leap. So what I mean by this is, have you ever had an offer within your business and you love it, but you just have this idea that drops in where you just want to 10X everything that that's about it and you want to 20X the price. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, this thing that's a hundred dollars, I could, I could really imagine it looking like it's super beefy and I want to charge 10,000 bucks for this. And then you get so excited and then immediately you get overwhelmed and you feel yourself pull back and almost second guessing everything else. It's like you were just running ahead at full speed. And then all of a sudden you have slammed the brakes on. And then you start second guessing everything and being like, am I even the person that can sell this? Can I actually deliver this? And of course you can. So if that is you, or maybe you have just realized that you have gone through this whole year, not charging what you feel 
the value of your services provide or the kind of clients that you want, and you know that you're holding yourself back. So what you can do is you can think about what is the end result? What does this look like? What is this dream offer? And then ask yourself, what would it actually look like to head in that direction? Knowing that I don't have to action everything right now. So if I have this $100 offer and I want to charge $10,000 for this, what can I do to put me in that direction so that you're not going from $100 to $10,000? Now, I know for some people, they're going to listen to this and be like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to go $10,000. And you know what? I love that. Go forth, do that. But I also know that there are going to be some people that are just going to get so stuck in their head about this that it's going to take them weeks or even months to make a decision. So if you are someone that really feels that you tend to be held back with your decisions in business, you really overthink things, you second guess stuff, and then all of a sudden you're thinking about your website, your branding, this and this, this can be so helpful to you. So the first thing to remember is that when we have this endpoint in mind, any step forward is a progression closer to that point. So if you are charging $100 for something, charging $110 is a step in the direction. And how awesome is that? We also can remember as well that there are ways that we can get there without kind of doing everything all at once. So we can up the pricing a little. We can look at the scope of work and then be like, what would it look like to take part of that out? And then for the other part of the work, I can then have that as an upsell. So this offer that's now $110 is going to include, you know, A and B. Ideally, I want to include all the way up, like the whole letters of the alphabet. But, you know, what I'm going to do is include A and B. And if they want to purchase an upsell for $90, that can include option C. So all of a sudden, we've now packaged this. They're getting this beautiful $200 offer. You're getting more money. And we're taking this beautiful step in the direction of where we want to go. So again, we can look at what we're selling within our business. We can look at where we are where we ideally want to be, and then get clear on what that next natural progression is without feeling like that we need to take this big leap and then feel all of this stuff coming up. Now, again, if you want to leap, absolutely go for it, but just be like, what is the next natural step that I can do? And then what would it look like to do that today? How fun is that? And then the last concept that I have for you today I'm going to call this a co-collaboration between Daddy Allen and myself. And Daddy Allen is no other than Allen Weiss, the consulting daddy. And here at the Business Fondle Podcast, we are very big fans of Daddy Allen. I've got his book. I think it's like build a seven-figure consulting business or something, a million-dollar consulting business. All of his stuff is just so good. I love his advice. It's exceptionally practical. He makes it very, very simple. And this is a tip that I picked up from him and I've added my spin on it to help you grow. So I love his formula for proposals. So if you are a business that submits proposals, and this can even look like that you could be, say, a business coach and you've got some different offers, it could be a mastermind, it could be a day rate, it could be a strategy session, you can still do a proposal. And this can just be something that's done in an email. He has his formula on what it looks like. But what I love is he has in the proposal that he recommends that you give three different options. 
all options will meet the client's goal that they have in mind. So we're not kind of being like, well, option one and two don't do that, Um, only option three. But how it could happen is the delivery could change. So, you know, it could change from, you know, like done with you versus done for you. Okay. I love how he lays it out where he says with the investment, he'll give the options. And when he gives the options, he doesn't give the price just yet. He gives the price later and he gives all three prices together. And then after that, he also gives like a timeline of when things can start. And I love that. So what I'd encourage my clients to do is when they're doing their proposals, knowing that they have these big goals, they have, you know, these big, wonderful offers in mind, they know where their business wants to be, but there just still feels like this disconnect where they're kind of not there yet, is they can challenge themselves by popping in, you know, two options in the proposal that they're like, yep, hands down, this feels good. I feel great about it. And then to encourage them to put something in that feels a little bit stretchy. And the stretchy thing could be, I am going to deliver on a VIP day and I've never done one of these before. I know that I could do really great at it. I've done it in, you know, different ways with clients, but there just feels like it's something where it's pushing up against the capacity of what I feel comfortable with. And to really get comfortable around not being 100% comfortable with everything that you put in the proposal. And again, this isn't me saying to go out there and quote on work that you can't do, but what it's encouraging you to do is to practice selling and practice pitching and practice putting your offers out there that may feel scary and just try it. And, you know, a bit of a vulnerable share. So I have an offer in my office suite and it's called the Rockstar Experience and it includes a day rate. And with the day rate, it includes a night at the Ovalo, which is my favorite place to stay when I actually go and stay down in Melbourne. So I'm down there like once a month, usually for a week is I'll stay at the Ovalo and I love it. And this experience includes that. It's just, it's so lush. That's why it's called the Rockstar Experience. Do you know what's so funny? I never talk about this. I never talk about it. I feel like the first time that I have spoken about this offer, apart from my website, is here. And when I thought about that, I really had to get honest with myself and be like, you know, like it hasn't sold. I love everything about it. But then I had to get really honest with myself and be like, well, is the reason that it's not selling because you're not actually selling it? Because I think sometimes we assume that, we can pop something up on Instagram or we can pop it up on our website and that's selling it, but that's the bare fucking minimum, right? So what I needed to get really clear on is how can I actually physically sell this? What would it look like to sell it? And how can I do this? And I told myself, why aren't you putting this in your proposals? Like if you have a client that this is perfect for, why are you holding yourself back? And so often I think that we will make decisions for our clients without actually having a conversation first because we assume that they want they won't want it or they can't afford it or it won't be right for them where I know for me there have been so many times when I have gone in wanting something and not realizing that there was something else available an example of this was when I went and bought my first designer handbag I went in just feeling like that I wanted this particular bag And then the sales assistant was like, actually, I think I have something a little bit more your style. She said, it's a bit more expensive, but just hold on, let me get it. 
And when I saw it, immediately I was like, yes. And it's so funny because I had gone in with the intention of I want this particular bag, but just with her talking about things and just being like, why don't we just look at them side by side? You can always say no and I'll take it out the back. I have a handbag now that is my everyday staple. I absolutely love it. And I am so grateful that she upsold me and she presented me with something different, even though I was like convinced that this is what I wanted. So I just see this as a way of us just covering all our bases and just giving people options of how they can work with us and what this can look like. So what I would encourage you to do is, you know, once you've had a good look at your business, you've looked at your offers, you've done your planning for next year, you know where you're heading, you know what this looks like. This is where you can look at the offers that you've got that you've got that you may not necessarily sell or that you feel yourself hold back on or there's just something where you're like you know it's a good offer, you know you can deliver on this, but it does feel a bit scary and just challenge yourself to just put them forward and be open to being pleasantly surprised. So these three concepts, again, have come up so many times this week, and I'm really hoping that you've listened and you can get something out of it and apply to your own business. I'm also going to leave you with one thing. I think, you know, now that we are at the end of the year, I feel that we're in this time where we're really looking at the year that has gone and then the potential for the year moving forward. And if there is something that has served me so well in business, it is planning the year ahead, but not making plans based on what I have done this year. So really just thinking about where am I going and what am I doing and then making a plan from that. So even if something hasn't worked out how I thought that it would this year, making sure that I'm not carrying that into the year ahead and that I'm really looking at things with this beautiful forward vision and not planning my future, continually looking backwards because that's when we end up repeating month after month after month, we've got the same fucking business. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know for a fact that you don't want the same business, that you desire either more money or stability with your income and more free time, whatever it is, you do, you desire a shift in some capacity. So we just want to make sure that we're not continually repeating the past because that's how we're designing our future. So I will say this is why I created my Who Are You Becoming mini course. You will find all of the details for that below. It'll probably take you a couple of hours to get through. It's so reasonably priced and I know that you are going to love it. So I've loved recording this episode. I love this. I love you. And I love you more than, okay. I love you more than, I don't want to say my Spotify listeners, because I'll be honest, I'm an Apple podcast girly, but Spotify wrapped came out today. And let me tell you that it was an experience to see people tag me in their Spotify wrapped. I can't begin to thank you enough and this goes for my Apple people as well, for listening to my podcast and supporting me. This is episode 25. And to know that I have stuck with it 
with all the upheaval that's happened in my personal life this year and that I have people that tune in and listen to every episode. And as Spotify told me today, I have some people where this is their number one favorite episode. So for that, I have to thank you. And I just love you so much. I can't wait until where we're at and what we're talking about on episode 50 and episode 100 and episode 500. And I've got some really cool things in store, including some guests as well. So I love you more than our hot, hot, hot guests that we'll have coming onto the Business Model Podcast in 2024. And this is also very niche. I love you more than this Instagram account. It's Petunia Wine Gum and it's film stills from 1960s and 70s film. It's a lot of like Euro cult classics, which I love. And speaking of which, I have to share this with you. On my Spotify wrapped, my top genre was vintage Italian soundtrack. (laughs) I sound like a wanker. Anyway, hot stuff. I'll see you on the next episode. If you're craving more, make sure to subscribe to my email list, which you can find at professionalbabe.com. And word on the street, I give good email. Now go and take everything you've learned, get your hands dirty with it, and go and make some serious money. 